0: Wow. Jamie uh, likes John Gruden? I think Miami what? is the biggest two and fraud in the league.
1: Ooh. It's the TD Fantasy. <laughs> the TD Fantasy Podcast. The TD Fantasy Podcast with your hosts Paige Demacos, Jamie Eisner and Jake Arians. Welcome
2: to TD Fantasy Podcast, Paige DeMarcos, Jamie Eisner, and Jake Arians, and we are reacting to the bake Show that was last night on Thursday Night Football. Uh, we saw Baker Mayfield, QB1, finally the Browns broke the streak, Cleveland, hopefully you are all alive. I am scared for what was happening in Cleveland last night. A lot of uh, Bud Lights going around. A lot of Bud Lights going around. Uh, Jake what were your impressions of of Baker Mayfield? And let's try and keep it fantasy uh, perspective wise, because Tyrod was owned in a lot of leagues and is Baker going to be the guy that maybe in a two quarterback league, you feel comfortable going forward?
1: I feel pretty comfortable with Baker being my guy moving forward. They got enough weapons on that offense. I think it's going to take a whole big step forward. Tyrod was so conservative and let's be honest, he was so bad. You almost felt it coming that Baker was going in that game regardless And that was one interesting-looking concussion. Uh, I'm not saying he didn't get one, but the timing was almost exactly when you're going to pull the hook and put Baker in anyway. um, Look, he played phenomenal. All those little dig routes, seam routes, comebacks, deep outs, he can throw all that stuff. Tyrod can't and won't. And I think Baker is actually fantasy-relevant moving forward, probably more so than Sam Darnold, who we've been talking about the last couple weeks.
0: I like the word you use there, Tyrod won't. There are, a, there are a number of throws Baker Mayfield made in that game that Tyrod would consider covered. Just the way that Tyrod has played his entire career. He's very conservative, and that in some ways that has been good. It, it limits his turnovers, but in some ways it stunts the potential growth of the offense. Uh, for a single quarterback league, I'm probably not jumping on the Baker train yet, except until we get to bye weeks or injuries but he's probably a top 20 quarterback the rest of the way. So he's, he's a startable every week in two QB leagues and somebody you may want to pay attention to when you start to get into the bye week soon.
2: Yeah, and it makes the offensive threats on that team much more relevant. If you were a Carlos Hyde owner, I know you're happy after last night's performance and some others on that team that looked pretty damn good. But we're
0: One other thing of note, Antonio Callaway is getting open a lot. Yes, he, he, he didn't is. make all the I catches. Was just about to
1: say that. That was a great point.
0: But Antonio Callaway is getting open, and I think that's good. at some point that's going to manifest itself into big fantasy points. Especially
2: with Baker starting, yeah, if that's the case going. Tyron underthrew
0: him by ten yards on on what should have been a walk in touchdown.
2: Yeah, twice. twice he didn't
0: fight for the yes. ball, but twice, but yeah. still you got to yeah. make that throw. Baker can make that throw.
2: All right, let's start off with this game. This line is ridiculous. Uh, The Buffalo Bills are probably the worst team in football. Them in Arizona kind of dangling at the bottom amongst power rankings. Buffalo is a 17-point dog going into Minneapolis this week. There's not much from a fantasy perspective to talk about from Buffalo. And we all know this is one of those weeks where I go start everybody in Minnesota. Jake, what are your thoughts on this game and what are your thoughts on that line?
1: Uh, The line is crazy. I can't remember ever really seeing one at 17, but then I look at it and go, could I see this game being 20-3? to Yeah, I could see it being a lot worse than that. I'm picking the Vikings 30-10. to Cook is, I guess, now out. Latavius Murray, I think, is an absolute play if you've got him sitting on your bench, depending on how deep you are. But I think he's, I think they're going to get up and I think he's going to get a lot of carries here. Um, Not really a whole lot to say other than I don't think anybody's betting a line with 17 points, but I don't see how they don't cover it.
0: Yeah, see, I, I, don't, uh, I don't bet these, these games when they get this high. It's, just, it's, not, it's not good news for anybody, but I'm going to take the Bills plus 17 here. 17 is a lot of points. I know the Bills suck, and they do. I'm not going to sit here and tell you they don't absolutely, totally suck, but this still an NFL team. Um, You don't see teams, even in the good teams, run up the score terribly much either. I I think this remains somewhere within three scores. Minnesota is clearly winning this football game, but – uh, if I had to bet, gun to my head, uh, Bills plus 17. Just It's too many points in the NFL.
2: Yeah, that's a lot of points. And like I said, this is a fantasy wasteland from a Buffalo standpoint. And Minnesota, who you have, you're starting. And if you're Kirk Cousins' owner, this is a week you really, really yeah. like for Cousins, him. Cousins'
0: top five quarterback, both receivers in Minnesota, top 10. Yeah. Kyle Rudolph's top five or six play. It's a good Murray, match- Murray's an match-up. RB2. This is just You start all your Vikings.
2: Exactly. All right, next game we're looking at the Green Bay Packers going to Washington. Green Bay is a three-point favorite in this game on the road. Jake, what are your thoughts on this Green Bay game and obviously the question marks surrounding Aaron Rodgers again with his injury issues?
1: Look, Aaron Rodgers proved to me last week he doesn't have to practice to be damn good. The Redskins' defense is not the Vikings' defense by any stretch. Uh, They are on the road. The Redskins have been sneaky, and I think they'll be okay against that Green Bay defense. That being said, I'm taking the Packers 27-20. I just – Aaron Rodgers is playing too good. I keep hearing this stuff about he can't keep playing this good, can he? Yes, he can, and he will.
0: Yeah. yeah, I'll take that bet. Yeah, he can. Look, I never bet against Aaron Rodgers against bad teams, and that's what's happening here. And and I know the Packers, especially under Mike McCarthy, have been an absolutely dreadful road team in the past, especially early in the season. But I'm not going to get, I'm not going overthink this. I'm not going to get cute. It's Aaron Rodgers. He's, the Packers are going to win this game. I'll take Packers minus three all day.
2: I do like Chris Thompson here. If yes. you're if from a fantasy perspective, I know I have him in a couple of leagues. This is this Green Bay defense, especially on the road, does struggle. But it's Aaron Rodgers. Don't get cute, people. Uh, Denver Broncos going on the road to play the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens are five point favorites at home. Jake, I'll let you take this one first. What are your thoughts on this game?
1: The Ravens are too good of an organization, franchise, and team to not bounce back and play a lot better than they did last Thursday night against Cincinnati where they just laid a complete egg. Uh, I watched the Broncos in person. While I like aspects of that team, I don't think a lot of it travels very well to Baltimore. I don't have them covering, but I've got them winning twenty four twenty.
0: 20 Yeah, it's an interesting line to me, minus five, because I, th- I look at these two teams and I think they're very similar. They're very in Three. terms of talent level. And I'm surprised that the Ravens are more than just the standard three-point favorites. I'm going to take the Ravens minus five. I don't feel great about it because I think these are two evenly matched teams, but I'm going to lean with the home team here. uh, And I just – I just, Case Keenum so up and down. Uh, He's, again, a lot better than they've had there before, but I want to see how he does on the road against a solid defense.
2: Guys, uh, Indianapolis going on the road to play Philadelphia, and the biggest news in that game is that Carson Wentz is back. He will be starting. He's tweeting out gifts. He's getting everybody in Philadelphia very excited after they lost last weekend and were embarrassed. Indianapolis is a touchdown dog in this game. Jamie, I'll let you go first here. What are your thoughts on this game? And is Andrew Luck going to pull out some uh, some surprise in, in Philadelphia?
0: No, but it's not his fault. As they can, we're going to continue to say this all year. This is not an Andrew Luck problem. Andrew Luck is holding up his end of the bargain like he always has every time he takes, takes the field for a Sunday game. Uh, I just, I think the Eagles are going to be, quite frankly, a little bit pissed off considering the way they played last week. That defense will have to play better. They will play better. They're at home. I don't expect Carson Wentz to be the Carson Wentz that he was last year right out of the gate, but he's a better football player than Nick Foles. And I will take a one-legged Carson Wentz over a able-bodied Nick Foles any day of the week. I think the Eagles cover the touchdown spread.
1: Yeah, look, guys, I mean, this is uh, another good team coming back home after an embarrassing loss. The Eagles are solid. Wentz is not going to be what he was last year. Uh, But the Colts just don't have that much. Now, that defense last year was pretty stingy, that front seven against the run. They're proving to be again this year through two weeks. I'm not sure how that continues. And I think the injuries are running back for the Eagles actually play into their hands because I think Corey Clement's going to have a big week. And I think that could be their guy moving forward. I know Jamie's talked about being high on him. Jamie, how do you like Corey Clement as a fantasy guy this week now that Sproles and Ajayi are out?
0: I think he's a low-end RB, too. Uh, I really like where – he's hes a really flashy player. I think he's the most talented player in that backfield. He can do the most things. He's going to get involved in the passing game. I'd be really – I'm starting him this week in one of my leagues where I have him in a flex spot. I really like him this week, and I think he, he has already flashed this season in a non-featured role. Now he's going to have that featured role. And, again, the Indianapolis defense doesn't scare anybody.
2: No, it doesn't, and it shouldn't. Uh. <laughs> Next game we're looking at here is San Francisco going on the road to play the Kansas City Chiefs. The Kansas City Chiefs offense has lit the NFL on fire. Everybody is in love with Patrick Mahomes, and for good reason. He hasn't turned over the ball yet, and we've seen him throwing the ball around everywhere. This is Jimmy G coming into Kansas City. This is is Patrick Mahomes' first start at home this year. Jake, what do you expect to see from Kansas City, and will they cover that spread?
1: I expect to see one hell of an atmosphere watching uh, you know, Good Day NFL or whatever. Peter Schrager's in Kansas City and said he got off the plane and the place was nuts like he's never seen it. I don't think the, con- the non-turnovers are going to continue forever. Patrick Mahomes is going to throw a pick eventually. But going back to a, a tweet from Sam Farmer yesterday from, from my dad talking about uh, Patrick Mahomes is one of the top four guys he ever interviewed at the Combine on being smart. And apparently the Steelers threw everything they could at him last week and he handled it with just ease. I don't think San Francisco, who plays a very conservative defense, a lot like Seattle, they're going to line up the same way. You just got to know what to do to beat them. I can't see that not happening. I've got the Chiefs 20, 30 to 23. I think they just have too much firepower. And even if Mahomes throws a pick, I, I just think that, that atmosphere at home, the the mojo that they got going, I talked about it early in the season. I didn't think that team was going to be that good because their defense is bad. But if they can get some really good mojo going, which they've got, that could take them a very, very long way in games that you're going to have to outscore them to win. And I just don't see a lot of teams being able to do it.
0: Yeah. And I don't think San Francisco's offense can hang with them. There's still a lot of growth that needs to happen on that San Francisco offense from all spots. And while I like Brita this week, we're talking about a fantasy perspective versus a real life football perspective. I think the Chiefs run away with this game again. I should say run away. I think they win by multiple scores and the the line is minus seven. So I think you're confident taking the home team here, uh, giving up seven points, but I just don't see how the Niners slow them down. That that defense is not good enough yet. I like a lot of the pieces San Francisco has, but I still think they're in that seven-ish win type of talent level where the Chiefs look like they're really primed to do something special.
2: The talk maybe in the offseason was that Jimmy G was going to be the savior. How quickly things have turned into Patrick Mahomes is lighting the NFL on fire and all anybody can talk about is Mahomes. Start everybody on the Chiefs. That team is looking very, very good. All right, the New York Giants going on the road to play the Houston Texans. This one's a little weird to me, I'm going to be honest. I'm, as I'm, I'm looking through the lines for the first time here. The Texans are a six-point favorite at home, and the Texans haven't looked good. In fact, they've looked awful. Deshaun Watson has looked bad. I know I've gotten a lot of fantasy questions about him. Uh, Jake, you were high on the New York Giants going into the season. You were high on that defense. Do you think that struggle continues for, for Deshaun Watson this week?
1: No, I think it's okay. The Giants are banged up. Uh, that defense is banged up. They don't have a ton of players anyway. If Olivier Vernon comes back, that'll help. But their offensive line is just got awful. I think Jadavion Clowney saying he's going to play Texans at home. I'm going to go with the Texans 24-17. I don't feel great about it. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if the Giants went down there and figured something out. They're very well coached, but I think it's just a matter of time before the Texans put it together not necessarily Deshaun watson playing that much better i think they run it a little bit better they play action it a little bit better i just don't think the giants have enough pieces right now to put a really good team out on the field
0: no they don't and they're going on the road here and i think this is you know just like people have starting to talk themselves into This defense foolishly because of their performance against the giants last week this is going to be the game the texans needed this is the game that defense can finally say okay We can sink our teeth into this offensive line and we can wreak havoc on Eli Manning and the Giants in the backfield all game. Uh, Again, I'm not super high on the Texans. I don't think that they're all that special of a football team now that I've watched them early on. But I think they do enough to cover here.
2: Yeah, they probably do enough to cover. And from a fantasy perspective, you hope you see more from Deshaun Watson because he's been a disappointment thus far this season. All right, the New New Orleans Saints going on the road to play the Atlanta Falcons. The Saints squeaked by with a win last week in a disappointing performance at home. They're going on the road to play Atlanta in their division. Atlanta is a a three-point favorite. Jake, what are your thoughts on this game?
1: Always a shootout, and Atlanta's injuries on defense are not good. Alvin Kamara goes off number one running back I've got this week. I'm sure Jamie's close. I'm sure you're close. Everybody's got him up there. I think he has a monster game. Uh, and again, another really good team that kind of laid an egg last week. They got the win, but they haven't really gotten it going. I'm taking the Saints on the road 31-27. I don't think Atlanta has the firepower to keep up, and their defensive injuries really bother me.
0: I couldn't agree more. Uh, Kamara's my number two running back but this week, only behind Gurley. But, boy, you know, I, I, I know the Saints haven't looked good so far, but they've done enough to get it done. I don't think Atlanta's defense is even top half of the league right now. They're gonna be in a dome. I think that offense is clicking. Uh take Saints plus three and I agree Saints went outright.
2: It's uh I, I think everyone would be happy to see that performance from the Saints. We got a lot of questions there and at, at TD Fantasy about starting uh Drew Brees or Matt Ryan. Uh there were actually three that I can remember off the top of my head. Well here
0: here I will clear that up right away. Yeah, around. go ahead, Jamie. Matt Ryan is my number fifteen quarterback this week. Drew Brees is my number five quarterback this that, week. You that, do the math.
2: All right. That answers all the questions. Yeah, that, 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 that one's all easy. People have. Cincinnati going on the road to play the Carolina Panthers the Carolina Panthers are getting three points at home what do you see happening in this game Jake
1: I actually have that exact line again and going back to Kansas City by the way I did pick that right on the line so I'll take them to cover Uh, I'll throw that out there while everybody's listening Uh, I'm gonna go with the Panthers I've got it 27-24 I don't feel great about this I'm a little bit worried about I'm still a little bit questioning that Bengals offense, and I'm not sure if I should because they've looked damn good. We liked them going into the season. There's not really a lot of reasons not to like them. Uh, Atlanta had a lot of success against this Panthers defense last week. I like Geo. I think Geo has a big day catching it out of the backfield, even though Keekley's going to be chasing him all over the place. I don't know why. I'm just, I'm, I'm kind of feeling the home team in a really close game. I think Cam gets it done. That the Panthers team is kind of sneaky back to back weeks. You never really know what you're going to get, but. I'm kind of leaning towards a lot of the home teams this week in these close games. I'll take the, the Panthers 27, 24.
0: Yeah, I agree with you completely. I, I have some concerns about Cincinnati's offense this week and it's because of the running back. You don't have Joe Mixon. Gio is good, but he's banged up. And I don't know how, if he going to, is that going to cost him four snaps, five snaps, six snaps, so what he normally would have. Or does he get hurt in the middle of the game. If he gets hurt, Thomas Rawls is going to be taking carries for Cincinnati, so nice. like I, so I do have concern about their ability to stay balanced. Um, I, again, AJ Green's awesome. I'm not going to take away from him there. On Carolina's side, I just I think this is a game that they need. I think that This is a home game that's going to be important to them. And I also kind of like the over in this game. Okay. Uh, I'm going to bet on the over. It's 43 and a half. And I'm actually I think there's going to be more than enough offense in this game because I think AJ Green is going to get his, Gio is going to get his. The problem is is I think Carolina's offense finally starts to click. I think it's another big game from Christian McCaffrey.
2: All right. Another big game for Christian McCaffrey, he says. There's been a lot of people. I've gotten six offers for Christian McCaffrey this week. Six people trying to trade in my League of 12. Half the league is trying to trade for Christian McCaffrey. Tell you I, just
0: want Todd Gurley back and you're
1: fine.
2: Yeah. I, I can tell you that I did not trade him away because nothing. If, if anybody's
1: listening, I haven't gotten any offers for McCaffrey, but I would love one. So throw him my way since Paige apparently doesn't want McCaffrey uh-huh. on her team. I, I will. I will take him.
0: I she has McCaffrey. I have McC- yeah, I have McCaffrey, and they all want him. Oh, no, well, absolutely, absolutely, you
1: do. I thought you were getting offers for him. I was like, oh my god, people lost their minds.
0: Yeah. I will, I will casually remind everybody, as I said in the preseason, and it was one of my bold predictions, was that he will touch. You'll get hundred t- catches this year. I think he's going to do it.
2: Yeah, he was. Early he, he was one. Of, healthy. He was one of the guys that I, I didn't get the opportunity to draft a high running back and David Johnson went ahead. And then at, at about, I think I was the ninth or 10th pick. I felt real good about going with Christian McCaffrey. Uh, okay. Next game. We're looking at Oakland going on the road to play the Miami dolphins. The dolphins are a three point favorite here. Jamie, what do you see happening in this game? So I can't
0: believe I'm going to actually say this. Oh boy. But I'm going to take the Raiders and the points here.
2: Wow. Uh, Jamie think, likes John Gruden. I
0: think Miami what? is the biggest two and all fraud in the league. I don't, okay. um, I do I, I'm not buying into the way their defense has been playing. I don't think that offense is is terribly special. It can be. There are times where they can, you know, when Kenny Stills can go nuts and when Parker gets back. But I'm not high on that offense. I'm not high on any part of that team. Um, Again, you always have the concern. You have a West Coast team going East Coast for a 10 a.m. start time. I mean, all that stuff plays into it. But I've liked enough of what I've seen from Oakland's offense that I think they can do enough in this game. And by the way, that team is gonna to start to hit desperation mode at some point. Yeah. No, they're not a playoff team. I don't think they fancy themselves a playoff team. But you after everything that happened this offseason, you can't go 0 3, 0 and 4, 0 and 5, 0 and 6. You're gonna be in a really bad spot there. I think they are a better football team than Miami, so I'm gonna take my chances that I get that little three point cushion there.
2: Jamie called them the biggest two and O fraud in the NFL. Sup Miami. Uh, Tennessee Titans on- <laughs> <Sup Kyle laughs> listen to the show Sup Kyle crabs all right Tennessee Titans going on the road to play the Jacksonville Jaguars there is no line in this game so you guys can't pick against the line but Jake I'll let you go first here what do you see playing out in this game
1: I see the Jaguars winning big I got them 28, 2817 I don't know what the line's gonna end up I, I don't really care I feel really really good about it. this a horrible matchup for Tennessee. Uh, offensively, they've got nothing, yeah, that's, and they, th- that's not going to do anything against Jacksonville. Jacksonville's offense showed last week they can be a little bit more multidimensional than we thought. Fournette coming back, I don't think they have to strictly rely on him. I think they can do a little bit more of a combination against a Tennessee team that's not very good. I think the Jags win big.
0: Yeah, I'm fascinated by this line. Like, it, I maybe I'm the only one that doesn't think it matters whether Marcus Mariota plays or Blaine Gabbert. I, I don't think it matters. Uh, this line's probably whenever – Mariota looks like he's going to play, uh, so this line will probably end up being somewhere between 7.5 and, and 9 when it opens up, and I'm perfectly fine with that with Jacksonville. They're going to win by, by double-digit points.
2: Is it sad that I've gotten to the point with Tennessee where I think they're a better football team with Blaine Gabbert? Because that's where I am There's right now. There's a bad
0: football team with anybody right now. They're
2: a bad football team, but I've, you've really talked me into the anti-Marcus Mariota stuff. I'm re- I've really, I've really come around to your Marcus Mariota sucks at football takes. Uh, so I'm I'm on the train with Jamie. All right, we got an LA LA matchup. The Chargers going uh, on the road, kind of to play, to play in a real it, football stadium to play in another uh, to play in a real football stadium. I'm kind of around that because they they Kinda. both need new stadiums desperately. At least this is what
0: holds more than like. Yeah, at
2: least a lot of people can actually go to this game, and they probably won't. It's great for LA. College football. Uh, LA Rams are a seven-point favorite at home. Jake, what do you see happening in this game? I,
1: you know, I, th- I think this should be the game of the week. Uh, the Chargers are the Chargers, man. They're banged up. Joey Bosa now going to be out until October. They're a little banged up on the defensive nice. line. You know, I've just... I don't know that the Rams cover that. I've got the Rams winning 31-27. I think it's a really good game. I think it's a high-scoring back-and-forth game, even though the Rams' defense is legit. Uh, I'm a big believer in that offense for the Chargers. I just don't think their defense can hang in there and make enough plays. I think Todd Gurley goes off. They've given up a lot of explosive running plays, and you've been able to run on them pretty easily the first couple weeks. Uh, So I think Gurley has a big week. I just think the Rams get it done. They They have a little bit too much.
0: Yeah, you always worry about touchdown lines when you have two good teams playing each other. But the Rams are a better football team top to bottom. They're at home. Uh, I think they cover. Uh, I just, again, what, what's there not to like about this Rams team? And about, it's it's going to be a weird scenario because we're going to look back at the Chargers record after the first few weeks and go like, wow, this team is underperforming. But I'm, I wouldn't be worried about them yet. But yeah, the Rams cover here. Like there's too much, too much offense. Gurley's my number one running back this week. Uh, I'm starting to get really concerned about Joey Bosa now. It, it's starting to become... It already is a problem, and now it's starting to become a major worry going forward.
2: Absolutely. They're just not the same team without him out there. Uh, Dallas Cowboys going on the road to play the Seattle Seahawks. The Seahawks are one-and-a-half-point favorites at home. Uh, a little overreaction from the Dallas Cowboys' performance at home. That's all you need to know how about how I feel about this game. Jake, how do you feel about this game?
1: Look, Seattle's still a really tough place to play. Bobby Wagner coming back, I think, helps huge, 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 huge. That Dallas offense is not very good. They're going to try to run it, but Bobby Wagner is a difference maker. That dude has not gotten anywhere near enough credit in the last six or seven years on that defense. He's really the one that keeps it together. He's not 100%, but him playing is big. Uh, It's still a really hard place to play. I've got the Seahawks winning a pretty close game, 23-20, so I've got them covering that. I am not believing the Dallas hype. I think Russell Wilson's going to run for his life, but I also think he's at his best when he's running for his life. So I think he makes enough plays and they get it done.
2: Jamie, this is the point where you tell everybody to subscribe to TD Fantasy. Yeah, this
0: is. Subscribe to TD. You're going to hear a lot of this in these next few games here. But, yes, go to TDFantasy.com. You're going to get our premium picks for this weekend. We're 4-2 and two so far this year. We started out 4-0. Oh, didn't have a great week last week. Well, minute, 0-2. Oh we're not going to run from it. But we're going to bounce back this week with a few of our picks uh, I have one spread and one over that I'm going to have on there today. Jake's going to have a couple different spreads on there. Uh, these these are our locks of the week. These are the big ones. These are the ones that we – really we pick all the games to kind of – to show you from fantasy perspective and to show you where we're thinking. But there are a few games each week that we just really, really like and I put – when we both – Again, money where my mouth is. I already have my bed in on this game. And you'll have to find out what that is at TDFantasy.com. Subscribe to Premium.
2: That's a, that's what we call a tease in the business. Nice work there, Jamie. All right, the next game, my Chicago Bears are coming to Stop town. Bears. They're coming to Arizona to play the Arizona Cardinals who are 0-2 and, and struggling. The Cardinals are a six-point dog at home.
0: Boy, it's uh, been a long time since we've seen that. It's
2: been a long time Since that's happened. And that's due to a lot to what Bruce Arians brought to the table here in Arizona. But this is a different team. And it's not that era any longer. And this team looks bad. And Sam Bradford is going to continue to start for this team, no matter whether the fans riot and want Josh Rosen. Jake, what are your thoughts on this game? And how do you see this all playing out?
1: I got the Bears 24-13. That defense is way too good. Arizona had five first downs last week. They crossed the 50 once, and it was the second-to-last play of the game on a one-yard completion. I don't know what the fans want by Rosen coming in and playing over uh, Sam. It's not going to be any different. You're not going to do anything other than maybe throw some picks, which he has not been doing. Sam Bradford has not been throwing picks. Um, I like – Jordan Howard, I think the Bears should really get him going this week. I I hate the Cardinals' defense that Patrick Peterson does not any longer shadow the number one receiver from the other team. He's playing on one side of the ball, playing a lot of zone. I think Allen Robinson has a big game because Nagy can take care of some matchups against an older back end of that secondary, and Patrick Peterson's not going to be on him all day. I don't see how the Bears don't win in cover. This was almost one of my locks of the week. I feel really good about the Bears coming to the desert and getting a big win.
0: Yeah, I think the Bears come into Arizona and they win by a touchdown. But I think that's all it is. I don't think this is a blowout. I think you're going to get a little bit of better performance from the Arizona offense because you quite possibly cannot get a worse performance from the Arizona offense. But I don't think it's going to be enough to win. Um, I actually low-key considered putting this this one behind the paywall, but I'm not. uh, I kind of sneaky like the over in this game. Uh, I know Jake didn't quite pick to, to get to the over, but it's 38 right now. I expect that we're, we're going to get at least two touchdowns from the Arizona Cardinals, and I think we're going to get more than that from the Bears. Uh, I kind of like the over there because that's – whenever you get lines in the 30 for NFL, 30s for NFL games indoors, that's like almost like a must bet for
2: me. I could see the Bears scoring 30 points.
0: Yeah, 30 they could just... score
2: two touchdowns on defense, so that that to me, that does seem a, a little bit low. Uh, you guys all know where I'm going. Bears by at Bears least. Bears by a million? Bears by a million. No, okay. Bears Bears by a touchdown. I picked them to win by a touchdown, and I think that's, that's what I'm feeling comfortable with. Uh, New England Patriots going on the road to play the Detroit Lions. The Lions are a seven-point dog at home. This is the old Bill Belichick versus Matt Patricia. That's going to be the storyline heading into this game. Detroit has been a huge disappointment thus far. Uh, Jamie, what do you think is going to happen in this game?
0: So you know, like the old story where like the student finally like vanquishes the teacher. Yeah, yeah, it's not happening. The uh, <laughs> Patriots are going there and blow the Lions' doors off. They're they lost last week. The Patriots have – I'm going to pull up a stat courtesy of uh, one of my buddies that is a diehard Patriots fan. I'm going to find – I, I realize I should have had this up beforehand. But That's all right. I'll, hey, you're, you're going to hear it.
2: I'll let you stall for a minute here uh, while you pull up the stat. We tweeted a lot about
0: Baker Mayfield last night. So I have to break, break through all of the Baker Mayfield
2: Yeah, you got to get back and forth through all that Baker Mayfield uh, stuff. But New England, uh, there's been a lot okay. of t- obviously coming off a disappointing loss. And this is something that Jake said last year that I subscribed to. You Never go against New England. After coming off a loss. And
0: that great segue. You didn't even know I was going to go to this. In the Brady era, the Patriots are 44-6 and following a loss. They haven't lost back-to-back games since 2015.
2: Chalk up a victory. W for the the Pats. Yeah, W. By two touchdowns. W for the Pats. And if you want to see what Jake's pick is for this game, it's behind the paywall, people. And you're going to have to subscribe to TDFantasy.com to see that one because he is feeling good about his pick. So you're gonna to have to go behind the paywall to see what he likes about this game. All right, last game Monday Night Football: Pittsburgh Steelers going on the road to play the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Buccaneers are a one and a half point dog in this game. Uh, listen, Fitz Magic has been to, to use that word magical. He's been unbelievable. He's been early MVP conversation. Obviously, way too early. But he, if he continues to play like this, I think we'll all be very surprised. Jamie, does this performance from Fitz continue this week? Yes and no. Okay.
0: Does he? I don't think he completely blows up. I don't think this is the zero-touchdown, four-interception game. But he's not doing what he's done before. And that Pittsburgh – again, I I think I keep coming to this theme. We're starting to get to the point where really good teams that are struggling are going to have to make a statement. The Steelers are going to be on Monday Night Football. They have looked – at times, dreadful to st- start the year. They are still fancy themselves mm-hmm. Super Bowl contenders, as they should be in the AFC. To me, I just think there's too much talent on that Pittsburgh offense for them to not win a game here. And I just, I at some point, Fitzpatrick's going to turn back into the Pumpkin.
2: average quarterback yeah. that
0: he's always been, and I think that's going to probably start this week. Uh, Steelers are only a point and had favorites in this game. I, I get it; they're they're on the road, but to me, I think the Steelers win this game. I don't I don't have any concerns here.
2: And if you want to see Jake's pick for this game, you're going to have to subscribe to tdfantasy.com and see his pick for this game. So we got four total picks between the two yep. of you guys this three, week. Three,
0: lo- uh, three spreads and one total.
2: Okay, okay, we got three. We got four picks for you guys this week. So you're gonna have to you're gonna have to go in, lock and load, and get rich with the boys this weekend. Uh Jake. Any other thoughts on this week, this slate's of games, and maybe some sleeper fantasy guys you're paying attention to?
1: I'm just really glad we're to week three. I think you get through past week two, and you learn a lot about these teams. A lot of these teams need to bounce back, make a statement. Like Jamie said, the Steelers are being one of them. Uh, I think we learn a lot more going into week four, but there's a lot of these teams that are really starting to set themselves up. Uh, not really fantasy sleepers, but there's a guy I'm really worried about, Alex Collins in Baltimore. Something's going on there and I'm not real sure what it is, but he really scares me moving forward, having him on one of my teams and counting on him. Uh, Corey Clement we talked about. I'm actually going to play Corey Clement over Alex Collins this week in one of my leagues and see how that goes, but I'm uh, just really excited to, to get to week three and we start to really see what some of these teams are made of.
0: Jamie, same question. Yeah, a couple of things to keep in mind, and Jake and I talked about it a little bit on the Wednesday show. Uh, Juju smith schusters a wide receiver one now. And I think you need to continue to put him – not that you're necessarily putting him not in your lineup, but you need to start considering him a a legit must-start wide receiver one every single week. The other point I want to make is I know everybody is really, really down on Russell Wilson right now. I see it in other national media outlets about he's my QB 13, QB 14, QB 15 this week. Um, I guess my bull prediction is he's my QB 2 this week. I really think this is the opportunity for him a big game. Dallas' defense, are, they're frauds. And I think I, I'm almost happy that they had that performance against the Giants last week so everybody continues to believe in this hype that doesn't exist for the Dallas defense. I would not be worried about starting Russell Wilson this week at all. I, I have him really high.
2: If there was a lock of the week for fantasy, my lock of the week would be Russell Wilson. I think Dallas is a huge overreaction to their performance last week. Seattle is 0-2 for the first time in what seems like forever – and they're at home, and you better believe there's a lot of pressure on this team to go get a victory. They had a lot of guys out on their defense. Like Jake mentioned earlier, Bobby Wagner makes a huge difference for that defense, and I just think Russell Wilson's going to go out and and tear apart that Dallas Cowboys defense. So that's my fantasy lock of the week. So if you have Russell Wilson, listen, you drafted him high enough, you shouldn't be thinking about starting any other quarterbacks in your league. Uh, Jake, how can everybody
0: follow you on Twitter and Instagram?
1: Jake B. Arians on Twitter and Jake Arians on Instagram.
2: Jamie?
0: At Jamie Eisner on Twitter and at JME Eisner on Instagram.
2: And as usual, you can follow me at the underscore sports page with an I. And you should definitely follow TD Fantasy on Twitter and Instagram at TD Fantasy underscore. And go to TDFantasy.com and be sure you're subscribing so you're getting the guys' picks. You're getting all the fantasy coverage that we're doing week in and week out rankings and we're helping you win every week and jamie's got one last thought
0: if you missed out if you somehow didn't come across it because we did it a little bit separately check out our interview with bruce arians from wednesday it's on the same podcast feed it's one episode back it's a good 10 minute interview it's quick short there's a lot of really good information in there do check that out if you happen to miss it on Wednesday.
2: Yeah, and this is a good time to plug the fact that Bruce Arians is going to be on with us each and every week, every Wednesday, um, dropping some great knowledge about quarterbacks and, and matchups and and his perspective on – And weather. His, and weather. Yeah, we talked about the weather this week and how he can't possibly get any worse weather on the games that he's calling. So, guys, thanks for joining me. Good luck uh, in week three. And thanks for listening to the TD Fantasy
1: Podcast.